Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Howdy, fellow sojourners, and welcome back once again to Appropriating the Culture. Over the past few weeks, we've been discussing victimhood, the allure of victimhood in our culture, the reasons behind it, and the harmful effects of perpetual victim status. And one of the chief agitators of perpetual victimization is CRT. No, not a cathode ray tube. Why would I be referencing old televisions? That's silly. Obviously, we're talking about critical race theory. An essential component of CRT, critical race theory, is the notion of equity, which, as you've probably noticed, is the buzziest of buzzwords today. But what exactly is equity? How does it differ from equality? And does it comport with Christianity? Or should it be cast off to the dump with the rest of our CRTs? I'm Pastor Shane. I'll be your equity manager today as we appropriate some culture. One of the most important questions to ask when engaging in dialogue or debate is, what do you mean by that? Because oftentimes we can be using the same word, but meaning something completely different. And that's usually the case in our culture when it comes to the term equity. If you were to just look up equity in the dictionary, it might say something like this. Equity, noun, the quality of being fair and impartial, equity of treatment. Well, that sounds good, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the Bible speaks of equity in those terms. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. The Hebrew word used there is meshar, which means evenness, equal, upright. So the point of these verses is that God is going to judge people fairly, equally, and impartially. And if that's all that is meant by equity, that we should treat people fairly, equally, and without partiality, well then we're all in agreement. But that's not what many people in our society mean when they talk about equity. Here's Kamala Harris to explain it for us. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. She says equitable treatment means we all end up in the same place. Okay, so when the Bible says equity and when she says equity, they're using the same words, but they're not meaning the same thing. The Bible says we will get equitable treatment from God, but spoiler alert, we are not all going to end up in the same place. There's this entire Christian notion of heaven and hell. Some people go to one place, uh, other people go to the other. So biblically, you can be treated fairly, evenly, and impartially, but that doesn't mean that we won't have different outcomes. But when it comes to certain circles in our culture, the fact that there are different outcomes is proof positive that we haven't been treated 
equitably. So in the case of CRT, if we don't all end up in the same place, it is only because some people were victimized and oppressed and others were not. All failures are attributable to oppression and all success is merely benefiting from that oppression. But that's kind of disingenuous because the first thing that you'll notice when you actually examine it is not all inequity of outcome is treated the same. TCC has a YouTube page. PewDiePie has a YouTube channel. But he has 110 million subscribers and we have 218 total. Slightly inequitable. But for some reason, nobody has a problem with that inequity, and that's because we believe that the platform is fair and impartial. So long as we have equal opportunity, the inequity of outcome is not unfair. It doesn't matter that he had a head start. We can also rise in the rankings with hard work and engrossing amazing content like this. Now we build a furnace, that's right. Did I build it or what? Yeah, you build it without any of the materials. Right. Good. Congratulations, Felix. I feel like I have to pause so much in this. I'm doing everything wrong! You're doing everything wrong! Iron. Which we make from iron ore and charcoal. I'm looking in the furnace settings. What is this then? That's just coal. Well, how do you make- <laughs> You can still use coal! Charcoal from lava bucket. What? Jungle wood. Now what the- This is so complicated. I thought you needed all of these things. I was like, what? Ju just to melt iron? I need ju- What? <laughs> Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again I never believe stronger in the theology of total depravity than when I see what's popular on the internet. But regardless of the quality of the content, is our channel oppressed just because his has more traffic? No. Obviously not. Not all inequity is a result of oppression, and there are an infinite number of reasons as to why you find disparate outcomes in nearly every field. So if what you mean by equity is that we should all have the same outcome, that is not a biblical idea. Just because we have different outcomes doesn't mean we were treated unfairly. But this notion of equity is not all nonsense. It's true that we don't all start off on equal footing. Nobody starts off at the same starting line. That's impossible. Set aside the socioeconomic aspect of it for a moment. Not only are we not all born into the same class, we are not all born with the same aptitude. Some people have a higher IQ than other people. They're naturally smarter and more intelligent. Some people are musically gifted, and other people are born tone deaf. Some people are natural athletes, and other people couldn't sink a free throw to save their life. And some of us are really, really ridiculously good-looking, which carries some perks. Research has shown that attractive people are more likely to get hired or get promotions, are often regarded as more honest and trustworthy, and even babies seem to prefer attractive people. A simple thing like height puts people at an advantage or disadvantage. Not only do tall men gain an advantage when it comes to dunking or spiking, but some research has shown that people of above average height get paid more. Some studies show that a 1.8% increase in wages accompanies every additional inch of height. And according to The Economist, 90% of CEOs are above average height. In fact, height is a common means of highlighting inequity. See, some people who didn't legally pay to watch the baseball game can see it better than the other people who didn't legally pay to watch the baseball game. And so they're all equally sinful and deserving of hell. At least I think that's the message. 
But the Bible does recognize that we're different, and God has a heart for the poor and downtrodden and marginalized. He leaves the 99 and goes after the one. There's nothing wrong with giving special attention or special treatment based on need. That's the entire reason why you have things like a Reaching Higher program. We recognize that the equal education that they're receiving in public school is insufficient because of their life circumstances. And so we give them more attention and more help, not equal help, more. And that's perfectly biblical. The Bible does say that we are judged based on what we have been given. And there is indication that our circumstances are taken into account. It says in Luke, The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving of punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So the first thing to see is that the outcome is still not the same. It's not uniform. Some receive more blows, some receive fewer. But the circumstances are taken into account. Those who have been given much, much will be demanded. Those who have been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. But that only works when we're looking at people individually. God is capable of doing that, but societies aren't. Our laws and our policies are not tailor-made to us. That's impossible. So the proponents of equity are not judging individuals. They're judging demographics, which is why they care about only some disparate outcomes and not all. For instance, the fact that there's very few black ice hockey players is a sign of inequity. And so we're treated to article after article lambasting the NHL's lack of diversity and their clearly bigoted and unjust recruiting practices. Meanwhile, the lack of, say, Jews in the NBA is not a sign of inequity or the NBA's rabid anti-Semitism, but is merely meritocracy, because they're viewing Jews and blacks as demographics, not as individuals. And that's the sleight of hand that is going on. Every example of inequity and solution to it is individual, but the policy prescriptions aren't. Let's go back to that baseball analogy. To the extent that this works, it only does so individually. If you're trying to make laws or produce policy, that's impossible to do individually. So you have to look at groups or demographics. Filipinos are some of the shortest people. The Dutch are some of the tallest. So our policy in pursuit of equity is that every Filipino gets a big box and every Dutchman gets zero boxes. But individually, this particular Filipino is really, really wealthy and has great tickets inside the stadium. So what does he need a box for? And the Dutch are generally tall, but this particular one is in a wheelchair. Is that fair? Is that equitable? You can't achieve equity by looking at groups, and the laws and policies are not tailor-made. They are one-size-fits-all, which is why the best policy for a society is equality under the law. We don't all start off the same. That just, that's just reality. You know, sometimes it is privilege. Sometimes, you know, people are born on third base, and some people aren't. Jesus tells us that the poor you will always have with you. But at other times, the disparate outcomes are merely due to personal aptitude or ability. Other times, it's about work ethic or personal choices. It says in Corinthians, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So to be clear, salvation is only from Christ. It's the work of Jesus, not our work. However, 
If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames." What you did with your saved life is going to be judged and you're going to be rewarded or not rewarded accordingly. Your work matters, your choices matter, and what you do will lead to different outcomes. Given our differences in ability and especially the different choices that we make, it is impossible to guarantee equal outcomes. The best we can do is equal opportunity and equality under the law. And that's preferable because the truth is the easiest way to achieve equity is by our sponsor today. Appropriate in the Culture is brought to you by the Equity Lawn Mower. Is your grass uneven? Is your lawn brimming with inequity? Are the privileged blades towering over your proletariat grass? Well, stop trying in vain to raise up sections of your lawn just to make it even. There's an easier way. Introducing the Equity Lawn Mower, the simple and efficient way to cut every blade of grass down to size. Put your overachieving fescue in line, check the privilege of your Bermuda, and make sure your Kentucky bluegrass gets equal access to the sun. Equity Lawn Mower. If you're different, we will cut you. Alrighty, so what we saw in scripture is that God will judge us fairly and impartially. It's equitable in that sense. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. We're all going to appear before God, and we will all be judged based on things done while in the body, whether good or bad. But that doesn't mean that we will have the same outcomes. Not only is there a significant difference between heaven and hell, there also seems to be a difference in degree of punishment, like we saw with the fewer or more blows. And that's also true in terms of rewards. But this is running long, so we'll have to look at this more next week. In the meantime, follow me on all the major socials and a few of the minor ones as well. And be sure to subscribe and let's get our numbers up to 110 million subscribers, just for fairness sake. And I'll see you next week for more Appropriating the Culture. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.